0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of You've Got Mail. I'm your host Bella and today we have a big episode to get through guys. I hope you're prepped because it has been a big two weeks. It has been an intense two weeks. It has been a two weeks that (sighs) I thought I wasn't going to have any more weeks like this. I don't know why but I really thought I'd got through it and it was kind of a little bit disappointing to realise I wasn't. I'm, I'm not through it. But that is okay. First off, let's do a little life update. So what's what's been going on? Oh, it's been a nice. See, this is the thing. It's been a really hard two weeks. See, I feel like emotionally and like mentally I haven't been in a good place. But this is the tricky thing. It it I I've I've, ha- I've done lovely things. I've done really really lovely things and it's hard. I find this is the thing I find hard with Instagram because it's not like I don't want to post the pictures and the videos and the reels of all the like the nice things that I've been doing because like they were really nice and I enjoyed them whilst they were happening but it's also important to know that when you see all these pictures and these reels and this goes for anyone's Instagram account you don't know how they're feeling behind it i wish instagram had a feature that you could be like hi all these things were really enjoyable and i really enjoyed doing them but i felt shit whilst it was happening or ah uh, this is a lovely picture of the sunset but 10 minutes before it i cried and that's <laughs> really fun <laughs> Sadly, there is not that feature, but I might paint it because if Instagram steal it and make millions off it, I will be upset. I will be upset. But let's talk about the nice things that I have been up to. So for the past, what did I do two weeks ago? So two weeks ago, I was in Manchester. Oh, God, it's been so long. I don't know where to start. Manchester was I had a great time. I went to a rave there and that was really, really fun. It was a rave at Hidden. I don't know if any of you have been to Hidden, but it's a really, really little club on the outskirts of Manchester. And you go in and it's weird. Like it's so underground and in like a little basement. And it was really cool because I hadn't been to a club like that. I've realised I haven't been to many clubs in Manchester because I went to warehouse projects and everything so many times. It was really fun to go to just like a little club and see what that was like. And we saw Enrico and that was so much fun. And we've got a picture with him, which I don't even want to look at. It's on my disposable. And that's going to get developed to the weekend, which I'm excited about. And then we will see. And then I may share, dependent on how disgusting I look. Because it was so warm. Like, it was kind of gross, guys. I'm not going to lie. Like, when you touch the wall, it was so wet and sweaty. <laughs> it was horrible. It was horrible. And so many people took their tops off. And you know this is a thing that I just... I just don't like it, I don't like it, I feel so, uh, it it grosses me out a little bit, although one guy took it way too far, he was just in his boxers, he was just there chilling in his boxers, and I was like, there's no need, there's no need, I did a full rave and a full leather outfit, there is no need for you to be in your boxers right now, but that's beside the point, it made them happy. Oh, I also bought myself an iPad, which is fun, I decided I needed... (laughs) okay, that sounds like it was a spur-of-the-moment decision, if you ask any one of my friends or family, I have been revving up to this for about a year, but um, it finally, yeah, if you're looking for an iPad, go on Argos right now, because they've got the iPad Air on clearance, and I got it at a really good price, so I was like, you know what, I really want one for uni, for my masters, I think it's going to be really, really useful for me, because my laptop's massive, and I don't want to take it around, it's really, really heavy, it's brilliant, I love it, but it's really heavy, so that doesn't really work, so I was like, you know what? I've been working for a while. I feel like this is something that I really, really want to treat myself to. So I got it, and that is exciting, and I love it. It's so good for the reels. I got a new reels editing feature, so mwah! would definitely recommend that. Oh, Another thing that's happened, though, which is really heartbreaking. I did a big ASOS order yesterday. I say big. I bought three things. But to me, that is a big ASOS order. <laughs> And then today I got this notification from ASOS saying that their entire shop had a store, no, their entire site had a site-wide sale where everything is massively reduced. And I was like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And so because I hate myself, I went on and had a look at how much the things I bought were now reduced to and just cried a little bit. And so I bought them again and now my grand scheme, my grand plan is to send them back, send back the ones I arrived today, send them back and then get the ones that arrive tomorrow and keep them. I don't know if this is going to work but I'm praying that it does. If I have to keep all of these items of clothes, going to cry a little bit. I feel like, I feel like ASOS did it on purpose. I haven't bought anything from them in months, months and months and months because I don't do a lot of shopping because <laughs> we're saving to move to London at the moment. But then I was like, you know what? I always do this after I've come out of a bit of, like, an anxiety slump. I'm like, oh, treat yourself. You deserve it. You're doing so well at the moment. Treat yourself. Buy it. I was literally just sat in bed and I was like, yeah, we'll buy that, 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 that. And now this happens and I feel like it's payback. But other nice things that have happened this week. Oh, last Wednesday, me and Lou went on a lovely big walk. And this is your little sign to go on a big pub crawl. But, like, a pub crawl slash walk. Because we did a... We went on, like... So we walked from here to a pub called the Ivanhoe, and then we walked to the Three Jolly Sailors, and then we walked round through Burniston and back home. And we bought loads of those little cocktail cans, which is my favorite thing to do. And I don't know if that's good or bad, but I have realized I love going for a walk with like six of those little cocktail cans in my rucksack. And it's so much fun. It's so much fun. I just really, really like it. And I don't know if that's part, because you don't spend that much money. You go to the pubs on the way, you feel like you've done something with your day, because when you come back, even though you are drunk, you've walked like 10 miles, so it's like a productive drunk, you know, it's like a successful drunk, and when the weather's really nice, and you're in the outside, I just feel like it was just a really, really nice day, so that's what I did last week, but this is the thing, this week I'm trying to rest, and come back to basics, because next week I travel down to London for my first girl but oh guys I have a new big old job and I haven't really spoken about it on here at all in the slightest because I don't know why I haven't I just haven't but I quit my job and I've got a new job and my job begins on Monday well it's still with Sainsbury's it's with Sainsbury's Tech I got into their internship program to become a data software engineer which is kind of mad um but yeah I got in and I didn't think about being honest when I applied for it I applied because I wasn't sure I was going to get onto the master's program and I was like you know what it'd be great to have a backup option and so I applied and then I got into my master's and I got into the second round of applications and I was like we may as well carry on applications are always fun so I did it again and then did it again and kind of just kept jumping through the hoops of the application process. Being like, oh, this is just a bit of experience. And then got to the interview stage. I was like, mm, still experience, we're still going with it. It's fine. And then like, I didn't really, being honest, I didn't really prep for the interview that much because in my head, I wasn't doing it. I was going traveling. Um, I was just really interested to learn more about it. And was like, well, you know what? In the back of my head, I was like, well, I can always choose to do this if I enjoy it. Then I did the interview, and I got it. And then I found out more about it and everything. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. It sounds exciting. This sounds really exciting. So I have my first day on Monday, which means I have to travel down to London. And I'll be staying in London for two nights um and working on the Tuesday and the Wednesday getting my laptop getting like all the bits they want me to have and yeah then for the next four months I will be training I'll be working a full time job which is kind of scary I can't lie I am a little bit like apprehensive because I really enjoy my Wednesday off I really enjoy my Wednesday off but I've got to focus on I'll be earning a higher wage which I am moving to London so this is a very good thing this is a very good thing I'll be learning a totally new skill so I'll learn how to code which right now in today's society is major so that's really exciting and I'm really excited to be able to move down to London and have that experience for the next four months so when I do move in September it's not totally like out of my comfort zone it almost feels really familiar and it's weird because the place where my offices are based is right next to my uni right next to the uni that I'll be going to so that's It's very exciting. It is exciting. It's weird how full circle it all is because when I was in... I think I said this in the last episode, but when I was in, like, in January, I really wanted to quit. I really wanted to quit. I hated the job. Nothing on, like, the people I worked with. It was nothing to do with that. It was just so monotonous. It was so, like, every day is the same and I don't want to do this anymore. And then all of a sudden I applied for this and it's a scheme where only people from Sainsbury's can apply and now it's all come really full circle. So it's quite nice you know when intuitively you know you have to stay but you don't know why and then you finally find out the why and it all kind of slots into place but i'm excited about it just to have a change of pace and be learning again i think this is the thing that was worrying me is that i haven't learned in quite a while and i didn't want to jump into my masters with my brain not in gear and now i feel like my brain will definitely be in gear because i have had a look at my first week at work and jesus christ wow we are very busy. There is an hour to hour schedule of things I have to do each time and there's icebreakers and I'm like, oh no. But I'm excited and I'm very grateful for it because it's opened up so many new doors and it's exciting. (sighs) But I feel like we should get to the topic of this episode because like life update, weekly recaps, I feel like it's all a bit fake me being like, Oh, I did all these nice things. I went out. I did... Because the reality is I haven't been feeling great the past two weeks and I haven't done that much stuff and that's okay. I don't want to create this image that it's all been, like, really fun. Like, I went on that lovely big walk and that was really fun and I went to Manchester, I went to the Rays. I did all these things that are really great and my family came to visit and I had a lovely time with my family. I think this is the thing. I have had a really nice time the past two weeks, but... I found them really hard and I don't know why that is, but I found them really tricky and I feel like I've been in a major rut and I don't really want to talk about the whole life update thing if it's fake because although I did have a really good time, my heart, as I said, I don't know, my emotions have just been a bit all over the place. So the topic of this podcast is you can run but you can't hide because it's something that I think I need to realise a little bit more. Recently, I have been in a rut. I mentioned this on my Instagram stories yesterday. I've been in a fat rut, like a big rut, not like a little one, just like just like a general shit mood. Really shit, though, like really, really anxious and an anxiety that starts from the moment you wake up. When you wake up, nothing's right. And I'd be doing something and it wouldn't be right and nothing would be right and I was, I was it was bad. I haven't felt like that in a while. I haven't been in a rut like that in a long time. And initially... I thought it was PMS. I thought it was because I'd moved on to the coil and it was my period and that was it. And then my period came and it went and I still felt like shit. And then I started to panic a little bit because I was like, oh no, why is this? Why is this happening? My anxiety is all over the place and I don't know what. And it was really tricky because this time on paper, everything looked really good and it was really hard for me to be like, oh, I'm really sorry, I feel like this and I don't know why I feel like this. And I was lashing out at people and I was just being angry I was just all over the place like genuinely all over the place and I don't know why I was coming back from work and like if you saw me I was just crying and I was like I just feel so anxious right now and so all over the place and I don't know why and I didn't know why and I feel like no one talks about how scary it can be when that happens because in those moments when you feel really anxious and there's not an obvious thing everyone talks about how overwhelming and how you can get out of it and stuff but no one talks about how scary it can be when you feel lonely and all over the place because there's not a quick fix it and there's not a reason and my brain loves a reason it's too logical for there not to be a reason it loves there to be something that's gone wrong and there was nothing that had gone wrong there was nothing there was nothing that gone wrong I was like maybe I've pushed myself too far maybe I've done too many things maybe I'm not giving myself enough time to like maybe I've stopped doing my like grounding things I've stopped journaling maybe that's it I'm not meditating enough and all these things that it could be but the reality is I didn't know what it was and that's okay and I think when I tried to figure out what it was that made me more anxious and I tried to do these things and it wasn't helping it and then once I thought okay nothing's helping it let's just push through it I was like you know what we're gonna go on these nights out I pushed myself I was like I don't feel great today but we're going on the night out because that'll help and then I drank and alcohol doesn't help with anxiety everyone knows that I was just silly um I was like no we'll drink so drank that didn't help that wasn't a good idea pushed myself I was like you know what? we'll start running again we'll go running and that did help, this is the weird thing, running did help for a time but it didn't help the entire process because I didn't stick with it and like I carried on my workouts and everything but I just kept trying to push through and ignore it and I didn't ever have like you know what, take myself back to basics, think you know what, I'm not feeling great at the moment, show myself co- some compassion, I didn't ever view myself as I would view my friend, I think about this now looking back on it because right now I'm feeling a better headspace about it all in those moments, in that moment, in the past two weeks, and I was feeling so shit, I didn't ever look at myself as if I was my best friend or as if I was like my child or someone to look after and tell myself what I would tell them. Because looking back on it now, if I had someone beside me who was feeling about how I was feeling, I'd just be like, just stop. Just stop. Stop pushing yourself. Stop trying so hard. Just stop and take yourself back to basics. Because right now you need to ground yourself and root yourself in your foundation because then you're going to feel calmer and then you can go on. But I didn't do that. I pushed through and that was a really bad idea because it ended up me kind of crying, like just a lot of crying, which was horrible. And I know it shouldn't be embarrassing, but I find it kind of embarrassing because there's no reason and it's kind of hard to tell people like, oh what's wrong I'm like I don't know and they're like why are you crying I'm like I don't know why I'm crying I just am and it's embarrassing to say that sometimes I know it shouldn't be embarrassing and everyone tells you don't be embarrassed by it but sometimes I find it embarrassing and that's okay but because I Ill- ignored it all my skin awful I have broken out in so many spots which normally my skin's quite good I'm lucky I've Done quite a lot of skincare, working on Sainsbury's Count and stuff like that. I've got my skincare down to a T. But now it's broken out all on my forehead, on my chin area, everywhere is just kind of like broken out. On top of that, I got really ill. I've been really, really ill the past few days since Saturday, I think. And Saturday, Sunday, I just felt so ill, so tired, so just totally exhausted. I had to take two days off work, and I never take days off work, I haven't taken, I think I've taken one sick day in the entire 10 months I've been at Sainsbury's, just one, I'm like, I don't do it, I don't like doing it, it's not, I just don't enjoy it, <laughs> Um. but, oh sorry, Um. but I was finally like on Monday, I was just lying there, and I was like, I can't go to work today, I can't go to work, and you know when intuitively you just know that you can't do something, I knew that I just couldn't go and it's unlike me to be like that. Normally I push through and I think on Monday I finally hit the kind of, I can't do this anymore. I can't keep pushing through and lying in bed isn't helping and doing all these things isn't helping. I can't keep surrounding myself with other people. I finally need to deal with it. I think anyone that has anxiety or any kind of like negative mental health thing because we all have it there's no point everyone has it but you you know when there's that tipping point of uh, finally like you know what I can't do this anymore I'm really like at my wits end with it all I just can't I'm so tired I'm so done with everything I just feel like I'm sick of feeling this emotional so Monday was the day and I just had to call in sick off work I was like I can't come in today I was coughing all the time it was horrible and so I had to take myself back to step one I even wrote my journal like the journal entry for that day was like back to basics we need to build ourselves up from the bottom and ground ourselves so on Monday I literally I came back home and I cleaned my room and I tidied it all and I kind of I was like I can't be feeling sick and anxious in a room where it also reminds me that I'm feeling sick and anxious. Do you know what I mean? Like, if my room's really messy, I don't feel like it's good. I don't feel like I'm in a good headspace. It makes me feel really unorganised. I was like, I had to clean my room, and this was good. And I hoovered my room, and I sorted out this massive cupboard that I have with all my stuff, and I organised it. And I was like, that looks better. And I instantly felt more settled. I felt way more settled. And I did that, you know when you're... They call it, like, the flow state, but where you're just really present where you just, I feel like when you're tidying your room, because you're just thinking about the immediate, okay, that needs to go there, that needs to go there, that needs to go there, it's almost in a weirdly way, I find it really meditative, because I'll put on a podcast in the background, and I'll just forget about everything, like I'll realise, oh, I haven't, like, I'll see, like, messages that I haven't replied to, I didn't even know they came through, I didn't even, like, or someone will ring you, and it'll instantly snap you out of it, and you check the time, and all of a sudden, two hours have gone by, and you don't know what you've done, and I always find when I'm feeling really anxious, Tidying my room instantly is a way for me to be like calmer, settled and regrounded. So once I tidied my room and organised everything, I let myself just sleep. It, it, this is what I mean, like back to basics. We are going right back to the very basics of what makes you feel like, like a child. You need to view yourself like a child because... You're going to try and make this more complicated than it needs to be. And we're only going back to the foundational levels. So next off, I slept. I, I removed all the pressure on myself to achieve a certain amount of stuff. And I just realised I need to reboot myself. Like, imagine this is a kid and they're really struggling right now. So you've distracted them with this and I'm going to let them sleep. Let them sleep it off because I was ill and I was like, OK, if I'm going to sleep off this like chest infection, I need to sleep. I slept for 12 hours, which for me, I'm used to sleeping like seven hours eight hours eight hours at a push seven hours is kind of normal six hours recently and i think that's also been playing into my anxiety i haven't had a good sleeping pattern recently i've been feeling really anxious when i go to sleep about the next day starting anyway that's a separate story that i'll talk about later but i just slept and i didn't put an alarm on i just slept and then when i woke up i just chilled in bed i just went on i went on tiktok and instagram for like ages and i was like you know what that's okay i'm ill right now and i'm resting and that's good and then something happened around 2pm and I was like looking around and I was just like, you know what? I'm ready to go now. I feel better. I, di- I didn't feel like wellness, like illness better. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to get out of bed, make my bed and go and get in my workout clothes. And I got dressed and I got ready and I instantly felt a little bit better. So I was like, OK, this is good. This is fine. And then I made myself go on a walk um, and I did the walk. And I went on a walk with no phone. I literally didn't take anything with me. Just had my watch on and I took Lottie for a walk. And it wasn't because I was still feeling ill. I didn't want to like push myself. Um, But I knew I needed to walk Lottie anyway. So I was like, this is good. Getting out of the house will make me feel headspace better. And you know when you spend the entire day inside and you feel really claustrophobic when you go to bed. I knew I'd feel like that if I didn't do it. So I'm glad that I went. But whilst I went on this walk, because I didn't bring my phone or anything with me it made me tune in to how I was actually feeling. I feel like when I go for a walk on my own, I observe my thought patterns more. Like, because you're just thinking, there's no distractions, it's just you walking. It's just a bit like, oh, let's see where this goes. And then I was kind of thinking through everything and I started to kind of unravel a little bit. I feel like because I'd, I'd tidied my area, I'd slept, I'd rested, and now I was kind of like, okay, maybe I'm ready to kind of think a bit more about why this has happened. And I think with me sometimes I find it's really it's nice thinking about it and chatting through it with other people but I really really like thinking it through on my own first because I like exploring the different options on my own and thinking oh maybe that maybe not that and then once I've come to a conclusion of those options then I like talking with people but I find it quite hard to talk to people and this is something I'm only realizing just now (laughs) I think I find it hard to talk to people straight away about an issue because they expect there to be a solution-based answer or a logical-based answer, whereas I know myself that, with me, there's not always a logical answer. There's not always a solution-based answer. Sometimes there's no answer, but we just see it as a lesson. Okay, I don't know why I felt anxious that time, but when I felt anxious that time, I learned this about myself, and that's good, and I'm okay with that, but talking through it with other people, sometimes it doesn't work out like that. So that's interesting. But whilst I was doing this, I started to realise that I've been feeling a little bit lonely... I've started to question about who I am and what I want to do. I I saw this poem and she was describing, I'm going to put it on my story or in the show notes or somewhere, I don't know where I'm going to put it, but the poem speaks about how recently her life has been feeling like a pile of laundry, that you get up, you put your shoes on, you go to work, you come back, you do these habits repeatedly and you don't know why you do them. And I'd start to be my life in a really monotonous way. And because I was viewing it in a monotonous way, there wasn't much excitement there. And I was starting to feel lonely, which is ridiculous. I don't know how I could feel lonely when I'm surrounded by my family. Louis came back home for two weeks. All of these things look so positive on paper. And this is why it's tricky. It's really tricky to explain to anyone, oh, I'm feeling a bit lonely. How are you feeling lonely? You've got so many people around you. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know why I'm feeling lonely. And that's tricky. And it's hard. And it's a hard thing to accept. And it's a hard thing to explain to people. But I think this loneliness stems from wondering who I am and starting to feel like I should have everything figured out. This is the thing I'm starting to wonder. I feel like I'm really old, which is ridiculous. And I know this is ridiculous. Please don't message me being like, you're not that old. You're I know. I know I'm only 21. I know I am. But I feel really old. I feel like a very old soul, like I should know what I'm doing and where I'm going or what I want to do. And I should know all the answers. Why am I feeling anxious? I should know how to cope with it. I shouldn't feel anxious anymore. I shouldn't, all these things that I shouldn't do. And I really struggle with allowing myself to not know. I really struggle with kind of being like, you know what, you're only 21, it's okay. I think I try to project this image. Well, I don't try to project, but sometimes this image of myself that I want as someone who really knows what they're doing And I think I am like that. I do, I'm like, I feel determined about things and I'm driven about things and I have these goals and I hold myself accountable. I don't think it's just a projection. I do think it's truthful. But the last two weeks have been really, really hard and I felt really out of source. But rather than in those moments when that happens, thinking that it's all a scam and I'm not actually like a together person, I don't know what I'm doing, thinking like I'm just... lie, thinking that I wasn't really viewing it that much with that much forgiveness do you know what I mean I wasn't really so in those moments when I felt really down and really sad and really out of sorts like I didn't know who I am I went into full-on panic mode I went into this fight-or-flight response of I don't know what I'm doing and let's find an answer because if I don't find an answer then what am I going to do is there's, there's no way out of this this is so stressful everything I've thought to be a truth isn't a truth anymore I thought it was on top of my anxiety and I'm not and all these things kept bubbling but now I feel strangely calm about it all because I've spent the day kind of like, I had the reset, I had the rest and listening to myself and now I've kind of like woken up and I've been like, no, everything is okay. And now I feel strangely calm about everything. I think one of the things that I'm realizing about myself and how my brain works is when I'm in this fight or flight mode, I instantly want there to be a reason to how I'm feeling. I wanted to get out of that rut. I did not want to feel anxious anymore. I was sick of it. And I did something different this time. This time, and I didn't realise this when I was doing it, but I totally disassociated from how I was feeling. And rather than trying to fix it, I just observed. I just observed what was happening. So on the Monday, I didn't try and solve why I was feeling anxious. I was like, you know what, I'm just going to tidy my room. And in just tidying my room, I kind of went into that kind of like meditative calmness that meant then I could sleep. And I just slept and I woke up and... I still, because I was ill, like coughing and everything, I was like, you know what, kind of just focusing on that and not really thinking about how anxious I've been. And then I journaled, and I just kind of wrote my trail of thought. I didn't really have any journal prompts or anything. I, I think sometimes I like not having journal thought, journal prompts. I just wrote. I just followed my trail of thought and saw how I was having short so just try to observe how I was feeling and kind of just live in this existence not actively trying to work out the issue or the trigger but more observing to see what the issue is and often I found well this is what I found the past few weeks the issue comes to light and it's not always a trigger as I thought it was I have spent the entire last two weeks being like what is it what is it? Maybe it's I am too addicted to my routine. Maybe it need to be more spontaneous. Maybe it's alcohol. Maybe it's caffeine. Maybe it's the coil. Maybe it's this. And I think the thing I'm starting to realise with my anxiety is that it's not always a fight or flight moment. It's not always triggered by something. Sometimes it's an underlying issue or thought pattern that eventually comes to light. And because I'm such in that fight or flight, trying to panically fix it all the time, I don't give myself time to just calmly observe and let the issue come to light this is a thing I've been really interested in the past week or so is like kind of learning about my intuition and following my gut feeling this kind of way of observing yourself and intuitively listening to different parts of how I have felt has been really interesting and something that I think intuitively I have learned from this has been the the biggest thing that prolongs my anxiety over the past two weeks is not really forgiving myself for feeling anxious. I think what I do is I'll have a day where I feel horrific and anxious and I'm horrible and I go to sleep and I wake up. And the next day I feel really guilty and I overcompensate and I'll check that everyone's having a really great day. I'll do loads of nice stuff for everyone. I'll like people please to the max because I feel guilty for feeling anxious before, even if they didn't realise I felt anxious before, this is the ridiculous thing. Even if it wasn't really that obvious and we, like, still did nice things and everything, the next day I'll overcompensate and that'll put, like, tension on myself and then I'll feel guilty for doing that, overcompensating, and it's just this constant negative cycle of I've overcompensated but I still feel anxious and then I'll overcompensate more and more and more and more and more. And... I don't ever just sit and think, you know what, it's all right that you felt anxious yesterday. Today's a new day. Let's just take a breath and see where this goes. I just keep running from the issue rather than actively just thinking, you know what, there wasn't and I don't know why I felt anxious but that's okay that you felt anxious, I forgive you for feeling anxious, it's okay, let's move on, today's a new day, I'm like, oh my god, no, I felt anxious, that's so embarrassing, what can I do today, okay, I'll make everyone dinner, and I'll make everyone breakfast, I'll make everyone food, I'll go out and I'll do these jobs for everyone, I'll call that person, I'll and I put myself into this hyper-intensive mode to compensate for that anxiety that I felt, and I don't think that's good, Because when I feel bad for ruining things, the next day I feel really disconnected. And I also build a wall whilst I'm doing this. Whilst I'm overcompensating and feeling too nice for everything, in those moments where I feel really anxious, I can build a wall between me and everything around me. And I tell myself I'm protecting myself, but reality, I'm just hiding from how I'm feeling. All of these things that I do when I feel anxious, that I have been doing for the past two weeks, are just running. I'm like, This is why it's called you can run, but you can't hide. No, you can hide, but you can run, but you can't hide yet. That's the way... Because this is how it feels at the, like the past two weeks. I've just been running. I haven't ever just sat and forgiven myself and given myself the, like allow myself the freedom to work out why I felt like that. Does that make sense? I don't know if I'm just rambling, but I think it makes sense. And something that's come because of that, that I have realised is that over the past two weeks, I think I realised it yesterday when I was on my walk, is that you can feel low I think this is what's come out I find every time I have this like anxiety period of moments of life is that something comes out of it and I learn a lesson from it and the lesson that I learned from this period of anxiety is that you can feel low you can feel sad you're gonna feel anxious but you can still feel grateful and feel loved and be happy with everything that's going on I think in my head I kind of disconnected the two and felt like I couldn't be grateful or happy or present or any good emotions if I was feeling any bad emotions like for me they were polar opposites they were mutually exclusive I couldn't have one without the other no I couldn't have one and the other they weren't connected at all and now over the past kind of week of seeing how i disconnecting these emotions made them much more intense and made my anxiety so much worse i'm now seeing that in the moments where i feel really anxious and in these moments where i'm feeling a bit out of control and a bit spiraling like i'm just flapping and not really knowing where I'm going. In those moments where I feel like I'm spiralling, it's so much easier and better in the long term if you forgive yourself for spiralling and let yourself enjoy that moment and not think too deeply about it. I think this is the thing I try to fix it because I don't want to prolong it and that makes it so much worse. In forgiving yourself for feeling that anxiety, you give yourself permission to enjoy the smaller moments, those moments where you feel guilty for not feeling 100%. I think this is what I'm trying to convey. In those moments where I felt anxious, I then spent the next two hours feeling guilty about feeling anxious and not feeling 100% and not enjoying that moment. And that ruined those moments too. So rather than just having an anxiety one hour and forgiving yourself and moving on having a next two hour two good hours, I then had an anxiety hour, a guilty four hours, and even more guilty for feeling guilty five hours. And before you know it, your day's over. I think... By being a bit more disconnected from my emotions when it feels bad and not really leaning into them too much just letting them pass in a kind of just in kind of like forgiving myself and moving on knowing that I'll solve it at some point but at that point I won't solve it is really helpful I think that's the thing by forgiving yourself I think when you're in this anxiety rut that you might be in right now you need to forgive yourself for feeling like this and you need to realise that right now you're not going to be able to work out what's wrong, but that's okay. And just forgive yourself for feeling like that. And, in no, and then in the smaller moments, forgive yourself for feeling like that. Enjoy the smaller moments and know that you will solve it at some point. It will come to light. But intuitively, when your emotions are this heightened, it is not the time. And I think that's how you can slowly get out of the rut. And I think I've been waiting for it to pass. I've been waiting for my anxiety to go and feeling guilty and not forgiving myself for feeling like that. And then feeling bad for ruining things but because I felt disconnected and then I build a wall around me and it's just a vicious, vicious cycle. And I think it all stems from running from the issue of the guilt I associate with my anxiety and just forgiving myself because of it. Just not deeping it, just thinking it's just an emotion it's okay and I forgive myself so this is your little this is my so if you are feeling anxious this or in a rut or in a bad place and you don't know how to get out of it this is how I got out of mine and I'm not saying it's 100% going to work for you but it might work for you because it did work for me and I'm kind of impressed with how well it worked so give yourself three days if you need to take a day off work, take a day off work. If you need to... If you can't take a day off work, you can still do this whilst working. Do you know what I mean? Like... So if you're in a rut, give yourself three days. Day one, tidy your space and acknowledge that you feel shit. Acknowledge it. Just be like, you know what? Take yourself back to basics and be like, I feel like shit. I feel like genuine shit right now. And it's really, really not fair. And I'm annoyed about it and I feel sad and I feel anxious. You don't have to journal about anything. You just need to sit with your feelings and accept that you feel that way. Stop trying to fix it. Stop trying to make it go away. Just accept that that's how you feel. Tidy your space because I promise you, when you come out of these three days, you want to be coming out of it feeling the best version of yourself and having a tidy room and having my, my, my shit in order made me feel a lot better, made me feel way more on top of it. That's day one. That's all you have to do is day one. Day two, sleep in. And rest. I think on day one I also wrote a gl so on the final part, acknowledge you feel shit, and then write a gratitude list at the end of the day. Just write a list of ten things you happened that day that were good and that's all you have to write. Then sleep. Set an alarm and just sleep. You don't know, don't set an alarm is what I meant to say. Don't set an alarm and just sleep. I slept for twelve hours and I felt so much better afterwards. And then on the day two of your kind of coming out of a rut, this is it. You're going to feel better after this, I promise. Potter around in your room for the morning and have a lazy morning and just let yourself be present. Do little jobs that you've been wanting to do, but not big ones. Tidy up your desk and then go for a walk with nothing but yourself. I took Lottie, take your dog if you have a dog, but just go for a walk with not your phone. Don't listen to a podcast. Don't listen to music. Don't go with a friend. Don't go and get a coffee. You're literally just going on a walk. We need no distractions right now. I want you to be fully present with how you're thinking and feeling and what's going on. And I promise intuitively, listen to your thoughts and what's going on inside them. And it will be insightful. Mine was so insightful about how actually I'm feeling a little bit lonely right now. I'm feeling like I don't have a lot of stuff going on for me. And in response to that, I came back and I was like, you know what? I'm going to start yoga. I'm going to start yoga. I've been wanting to do yoga for ages. There's a yoga club in Scarborough. I'm going to go. And that's something that'll help me feel a little bit less lonely. And it was something that I didn't know I wanted or needed. I really didn't know up until I'd listened to my thoughts. And after your walk, come back, enjoy your dinner, make yourself a really nice dinner. I had a lovely dinner last night. I had this like chili porn pasta and it was delicious. So have that. And then before you go to bed, again, journal, but journal with just following your thoughts intuitively. Don't don't like have any journal prompts, just journal how you are thinking and feeling and what you think is going on and title it back to basics, what's going on, how your thought process to think of it like that and then write down again 10 things you're grateful for, 10 magical moments of the day that were just really great things that happened and it doesn't have to be like I'm really grateful for the sun shining, it could be I'm really grateful for so yesterday what were mine, Mine were the really delicious dinner my mum cooked. It was really nice. Another good thing that happened was I found out a good thing about the job and I was really grateful for that. I created a reel that I was happy with and I was grateful for that. And it doesn't have to be things that just passive things, it could be active things that happened in your day that made it a really magical, great day. And write that and that's it. But when you go to sleep, tell yourself you're going to wake up and forgive yourself. And you're gonna start the day afresh. You're gonna forgive yourself for the past two weeks. You're not gonna think about how you wasted time. You're not gonna think about the moments that have gone. You're just gonna forgive yourself. Because I don't, you can't start again unless you hold yourself with that kindness and you give yourself the space to breathe. So today I woke up, took a big breath, and I was like, you know what? I'm proud of myself. I'm so proud of the way that I'm starting to learn to deal with things. I'm proud of myself for the way I logically question my thought process now. I'm proud of myself for being present and understanding what I'm doing. So on the third day, wake up, take a big breath and actually forgive yourself. Remind yourself it's not a step back, but you're just up-leveling a different part of yourself. This is how I like to think of these like anxious things. I always come out of it learning a new thing about myself And this is what I learned this time. And then the final step is write a letter through Future Me, which I have a little link on just here. I'm just going to check. Yeah, I have a little link just here for you. And write a letter on Future Me. I did this this morning and I cried. It was emotional. But reflect on what you've learned from the past few weeks. Reflect on your anxiety. Reflect on where you want to be in the next year. Reflect on what you're proud of, your thought process. And I promise you'll uncover more things about yourself than you realise. And it's nice because that letter goes to you in a year. You can't just look back on it all the time. In a year, you'll be able to look back and think about how far you've come. And you'll realise about how these lessons that you're learning are so important. And I think the nice thing about doing writing a letter to your future self every time you have one of these like, in, like lessons that you've learned in life is that you then have a catalogue of all of the lessons that you have learned in life. And it's really nice to be able to go back to them and seeing what kind of, seeing what happened in response to that, seeing how your coping mechanisms changed. But yeah, the writing the letter to future me was emotional. I don't know why I cried. I didn't think I was going to cry, but I did cry. I kind of just, uh, it's over and I don't want to feel like this anymore. And I do not feel like this anymore. I think... A thing with my anxiety that I'm realising is that it keeps coming back. But each time it comes back and the lessons, I learn a new thing about myself. And this time it was the forgiveness. It was questioning the voice inside my head, which is telling me such negative things. Like last night I was finishing the day and I was going to bed and I felt so guilty about everything I hadn't done. I was like, why am I feeling guilty? That's ridiculous. That's so silly to feel guilty about everything. And I just forgave myself and I've never really done that before. And then once you've written the letter to future me, I want you for the rest of this week to free journal at the end of each night, just about what's just continually, like just writing what's in your head, write your thought processes out, even after the emotions have passed and you will learn more about yourself and it will make sure that you're on the kind of right track. And I think journaling each night at the end of the day has been major in watching me track my thought patterns, feel more grateful before I go to sleep, but also just being more grounded with myself and I think that's what a lot of my anxiety stems from is feeling a bit out of control and I know in that moment where I do journal I feel a lot more grateful and present so that's been really good okay feel like that's been really good but I feel like that rounds off the end of the advice part of this podcast it's been a bit more of an emotional vulnerable one it's been a hard two weeks and I'm not gonna lie to you it's not been that much fun I've been a bit of a wreck and I haven't been that much fun to be around and I don't want you getting the wrong impression from social media or anything like that. I want it to be a totally honest platform where we kind of deal with it all together because I'm definitely not the only one going through this. And I don't want you to feel like you are too because I think over the past two weeks, the scariest part for me is that I felt like I was going crazy. I felt like I was... I didn't know why I felt like that and I was panicking because I felt like no one else was feeling like that and it was just me. And I think that's the sad thing about anxiety or mental health is that it can make you feel so alone. It can make you feel so alone and it can make you question everything but the reality is you're not alone. There are so many people who are also going through what you're going through. And I hope that through this podcast you've found that. But moving on to the next part of the podcast, the new things that have happened this week. Let's, Let's think... Oh. Okay, so initially, I went back to just be reading one book at a time, and I didn't like it. I feel like you can't change channels when it's boring. I, I don't like it. You know, when you're on TV, and you just want something different. It's different. So I started two more books. I have started... Okay. The Perfect Match by Kate Ford. I'm currently reading. I'm also reading The Power of Bad and I am reading Intuition. And I've realised the perfect, holy trinity of reading materials for me. I need one book that's educational. One book that's, like, interesting and I'm learning more about a new topic that I didn't know about and I feel like I'm progressing. I need that in my life. I then need, like, a coffee table type book. A book that's, like, tell learning but interested learning. Does that make sense? Like, the Intuition, it's by Amisha, oh, I can't read the bottom part of her name, it's covered, okay I'll put, I'll, in, I'll include it in the show notes but it's called Intuition and I found that really interesting and it's not that hard to read and there's a lot of pictures in it and I just like reading that when I'm just like about to go to sleep or when I just want something easy, not too intense And then I like having a book that I can escape in. A book that's like a fiction book, but not too intense of a fiction book. It's not, it's just like a really easy read. I just enjoy it. And like The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, like that type of book. And this is the one I'm reading at the moment is called The Perfect Match. And it is not, it is not literary genius. It's not, it's really not. But one of the descriptions, one of the reviews is A Perfect Match for an Afternoon Curled Up on the Sofa. A wonderful, warm-hearted, escapist read. And that's exactly it. I just feel like we just escape into this little world and it's really nice and I just like it. And sometimes you just need that kind of like cup of tea in a book, that kind of just like little hug and it's nice. And I have that with TV shows as well. I kind of like watching... Me and Louie are watching Breaking Bad at the moment and it is intense. I have not watched it before and it is so intense, but I don't feel like I'm that invested in it. I've realised on my own I don't really watch that much TV. I get bored too easily so I don't commit to something, but... Having three books on the grow has definitely helped me. And if you're bored of the book you're reading now, get a few more on the go and you can just go back to it when you feel ready. I've been reading the same book now. Oh my God, it's actually embarrassing for like two years. I still haven't finished it. But one day I will finish it and I'm proud of myself for that. In other news, oh, me and Louis watched two brilliant films on Sunday, like proper like Sunday evening films. Do you know what I mean? Like family friendly, actually a good film, really enjoyed it. Would definitely recommend. I watched Son of Rambo, brilliant film, loved it. Would highly recommend it. Not like Wild, Louis keeps reminding me about Wild. That was such a letdown of a film. I don't know if I spoke about it, but do you remember my obsession with Wild the book? Yeah, Wild the film, shit. So boring, so boring. Really upsetting, just really upsetting. Anyway, besides the point, Son of Rambo is about these kids that... Uh, decide to make their own documentary about, like, being in the outdoors, and every, or, oh, I don't want to say too much, I just want to say, if you're, like, just wanting a really good film, watch it, it's lovely, you leave it feeling good, it's actually got a good storyline, would definitely recommend. The other film we watched was Stand By Me, which is, again, like, an, that was an older film, um, about these kids who, I don't want to say too much because I don't want to spoil it, but it kind of... It follows this friendship in these children in 12th grade and their summer together. And it's told from the perspective of one of the children. I think he's retelling it as um, a book. Oh, my God, I think you can hear my tummy rumbling. I'm starving. I'm going to go make lunch. But that was a really lovely film again. I just... It was just nice. And it had a really nice message afterwards. And, you know, when you leave it and you're not questioning anything, but you don't feel like you just watched rubbish... I feel like I'm really wanting to watch older films at the moment. That's what I'm craving. I'm craving, like, good films. So if you have any good film recommendations, I'm going to leave a little box here, a little poll. Please give me the recommendations because I need them. I better go now because I need to go on a walk and do a workout still. And it is 20 past one, but that's okay because trying to reframe things from being I should do them to I want to do them. So that's exciting. And the next time I talk to you, I'll be in London. That's exciting. That's so exciting. I'm excited. But thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Make sure you are following me on Instagram at you've got mail underscore pod and I'll speak to you soon. Thank you for listening. Love you. Bye.